0: Hello and welcome to My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS bringing you career advice from awesome career women. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen and this week I'm talking to fashion and homeware designer Elizabeth Elsie. Her company, Elizabeth Scarlet, was launched in 2013 and is stocked everywhere from Fortnum & Mason in London to boutique hotels in Saint-Tropez and Ibiza. Here's Lizzie's Big Idea. Hi Elizabeth. Hi Danielle. Welcome to My Big Idea.
1: Thank you for having me. How's it going? It's going really well. Um, I've had some really amazing news this week.
0: Uh, was, oh yeah, I forgot to ask you. You told me you had interesting news as you came, <laughs> as you came in and I forgot to ask you what it was.
1: Yeah, so um, I have just gone full-time Elizabeth Scarlett, um, so I'll be spending all my time on it, which is a really uh, big, proud moment for me because... Uh, with all startup up businesses, you know, you have to uh, have part-time jobs to make it work and, you know, get to that point. And I've, you know, I feel like
0: I'm ready to uh, go on my own now. <laughs> Congratulations. What is the reason for you going full-time?
1: Um, so I just wanted to 100% focus. I've got to a point now where things are really starting to take off and um, I just want to put 100% into that and to you know really invest in myself and give it my best shot so what were you doing before you went full-time um so I have been working for the last four years for a um design manufacturing and uh supply business where I have been um designing bathroom products for the likes of John Lewis Debenhams uh B&Q and um I have been kind of managing the accounts and understanding how a business in the interior industry works, and um, kind of gaining my knowledge on that. Whilst also starting up Elizabeth Scarlet,
0: um, and that's a family run. Yes, yeah, so that's a family right?
1: run business. So I think about, that's a really
0: interesting thing. Do you might want to share with our listeners actually the history of that? Yeah, business so, and the name and so on.
1: Yeah, so um, it's a company called Aquilona. And it was started by my granddad 50 years ago. Um, he started it from scratch and he had this amazing uh, factory in Tottenham where they had What have, kind of products
0: were they um, manufacturing? So it
1: was fabric based. So they would manufacture fabric and print it and make shower curtains for the bathroom market. Um, and I can just... I've been kind of visiting there since Mm. i was and it's really successful
0: but we haven't heard about it because
1: oh so it's a supplier so Mm. you would go into somewhere like john lewis and you would see the shower curtains which most of which i've um worked on with them and you would see that uh that it was made it would have the john lewis name but it wouldn't Mm. have Aquilona's name behind it. So I
0: suppose the obvious question then is why did you think you wanted to do your own company which is in a similar area rather than working for your family company?
1: Uh, So I'd just always had this dream that I wanted to um, create something, you know, in the fashion industry or in the homeware industry, just kind of bringing my vision to life and kind of sharing what I feel is my gift to you know, share with others and just to make something that people get really excited about and makes them really happy mm. when they purchase it. So you studied
0: at Central St. Martins. Yeah. And um, I know you did a bit of work for some other companies um, before striking out on your own. Yeah. Um, and you've already just just talked about how you work for your family. What was it that made you dare to set up your own thing?
1: Um.
0: So... Uh, I guess you can you can always really really want to do something,
1: but it takes a lot of confidence to get there mm. and i I mean even since I was little, I would like um, I remember like Laura Ashley was doing this design competition when I was like. <sighs> My do must have been like 10. And mm-hmm. it was design your own bedroom and then we will come and kit it out for you. So I, like, <laughs> you know, had this little piece of A4 paper and that designed it That is such a great all.
0: competition, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love that. I know, I wish someone would do that now.
0: Maybe I should <laughs> do that should now. You should do it on your um, website,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I... So I'd always, you know, been... I'd always wanted to, you know, create rooms and scenes and I... I tried loads of different things. Like I went to Central Saint Martins because I was just good at fine art, really good at painting and always loved making really beautiful paintings. So I'd do a lot of photorealism where I'd paint like someone's portrait and go into all the details of it and but then I always was like, "Oh, but I don't really want to be a painter. There's got, you know, there's probably another world for me but I'm just haven't found it yet.
0: Mm. I think it's quite interesting in how you are obviously a creative person yeah. um, you talk you know I know you spend a lot of time pulling inspiration and obviously you design the products for your company and um, you hand paint uh, and there's a lot of embroidery involved and you're involved in that whole process yeah but you're also a businesswoman which yeah. I think is quite unusual to be both, would you yeah. say? Yeah,
1: so after I went to Central Saint Martins and did my year of foundation, I just decided that it wasn't for me. Like, I had lots of wonderful friends who really flourished there and they were they had already gone there with the mentality, I want to be a fashion designer or I want to be a set designer or I want to be a makeup artist. And I was like, I just want to be an artist. I don't know what it is. I just want to create something and kind of put my mark on the world. So after Central St. Martins, I was really lost and I decided that the best thing for me to do was in any kind of creative business, you you need to have that business side. So I went to Westminster University and I studied business with marketing, which was really tough and like real I really sunk my teeth into it and learned something that I just had no knowledge on before and you study brands and like do really detailed projects on those and it just broadened my awareness and I was like if you're going to you know ha- if you want to ha- have your own creative business you really need to understand that side so for the for the first like I've been kind of working on this it's kind of been in the making for seven years but for the first like five years I've been focused on the business side really understanding how a business works after my business degree I felt it really important to get a job on like a retail graduate scheme so um I applied for the Tesco graduate scheme and I ended up in a merchandising role which at the time I was like what am I doing this is not creative (laughs) at all like I wasn't even painting or what's it like
0: working for Tesco's?
1: um it it actually was really amazing like I met they they kind of they set you up and it's like going to your first day of school like how did you, you get onto
0: that course did you just apply for it or were you yeah, approached
1: so they they had um they had merchandising positions available as you can imagine everybody wants to be a fashion buyer so all the buying kind of jobs were already kind of there was loads and loads of applicants for those but there weren't as many for merchandising because it's a totally it's just not as glamorous um but it's really interesting and now through running a business you know you can create the most beautiful things and you can do all the marketing and sales but if you can't manage your stock levels and you don't have enough stock for demand then you know you might as well not have anything so at the time um I mean, I was using it as a, as a reason to get into a business and to, you know, learn about the buying side and Mm, the creative side. What were the main things
0: you learned from doing that role? Um,
1: Starting from the bottom, uh, you know, kind of working in a huge corporation, um, just, you know, I've, I've. I've spent like four years working for my family business, which is a much smaller business, and you have a much smaller team, and you kind of can learn about all areas of the business um, quite fast. But when you work for a company like Tesco, you just focus in on one area, and you really grow within that category before you can um, before you expand into others. So you get to, it's kind of you learn like focus and working with a team, and um, totally being outside of your comfort zone, and yeah, just mm. try not to get swallowed up in a huge company. <laughs> They did. They did loads of things like um, they'd do these fairs where you'd you'd do like team building exercises, and I think that's where my creativity was really starting to come out. So what, what kind of t- what kind of team building exercises do they do
0: at Tesco? I want to know about this.
1: They um oh god I can't, I can't really remember what the objective was. It was kind of like this. You know you've I think it was chocolate products. First of all, we had to make the chocolate, so we made like Santa truffles. Dragons then? Yeah, <laughs> but we had to make the truffles, and then. Um, they were like, okay, now you need to make the packaging, and then you need to come up with the jingle and the branding. Which I love branding. I loved like creating the Elizabeth Scarlett brand. It's, it comes really naturally to me. And um, I was like, oh, I've totally got this, guys. Like they'd put you on a table with like director of fashion and you know director of home who have been in the business for like forty years, and I'd probably been in the business for about three months. And I was literally like, no, honestly, I've got some really strong ideas about this. And I think. Like I can't remember if we came second place or won, but I basically got up in front of the whole company and sang a jingle to the um, to the song of The Jungle Book. Oh, well done. <laughs> but, God. but that's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you get. Like, I guess you, it's like confidence building and really, you know, um, I don't know, be, being out of your comfort zone and trying new things. They don't put too much pressure on you. its It's about your growth and your development. They do like... Loads of um, you'll have like courses that you have to do in a year, so you you go to your courses with your friends, and it's it's got kind of a university feel.
0: So where can you can you where can you find out about that if, some, if somebody else wants to do that? And you just go onto the um, website. Yeah, oh.
1: just go onto. I mean, all companies, all big companies, will have it. Graduate schemes, and you just apply through that, and then you know, hopefully, you get an interview. And you, I mean, even the interview day was like a day. day's worth and we had to do exercises like that in in the interview What singing jingles uh no not singing jingles but like um you know coming up with strategies and problems (laughs) and solving and stuff okay
0: so you launched your business because you felt like you know there was you could fill a niche which i think was kind of yeah creating affordable products which are also incredibly beautiful yeah um for kind of the sort of person that you are i guess girl in her 20s who likes beautiful things and might be renting an apartment Um, yeah yeah. my
1: um my initial aim was i felt like i i'd really loved interiors and i'd always kept like cuttings from magazines and always wanted to be really wild with my kind of design and um i was moving into my first flat and i remember i went shopping with my boyfriend and we were like yeah we're gonna go to anthropology we're gonna buy all these amazing things and we'd spent about 100 pounds and we'd literally ended up with, like, a vase, um, a table runner and, like, a couple of plates. And I was I was just like, this just isn't, this just doesn't work. You know, You, you've got your rented flat. You want to come in and make it, you know, look beautiful and really put your mark on it. But the budget just doesn't allow for it. So I wanted to come in with products that were quite artisanal and had, like, a, like, a, kind of um, handmade feel to them and mm. lots of thought that had gone into them and really high quality, but for a good price point. So, you know, slightly higher than that of your H&M home, but certainly a lot lower than your Anthropology. So, yeah, I just, I felt like there was a gap there and that I could, you know, attempt to to fill it. And then
0: you... What's, what's your favourite product that you've designed so far?
1: Um, oh... Uh, at the moment, it's candles. I mean, they, they haven't launched yet, but I've, I've really enjoyed that process because um, fragrance can really transform an atmosphere. So, you you know, how do you I, I go was realising... How do you go
0: about cr- designing a scented candle?
1: Um, i, <laughs> I don't the know, process? I, I mean, I don't know if this is the standard process, but I had the most like romantic, wonderful kind of experience where I found this um factory in the south of France and I drove up this long windy road and it's in Grasse which is the perfume capital of the world and it was literally just this villa on the side of a mountain that I'd called beforehand and said this is my website um I'm thinking of making these three fragrances this is you know these are the motifs and the designs for them and this is the kind of smell I'm looking for and she just said yeah cool, come along. So I got there, drove up the road, turned up this beautiful villa, had like, it was um, a room that was kind of like a bubble. It just had this huge window where I could just look out to the whole of Provence. And she had just had these tiny little bottles ready to go for each scent. And we just went through each of them and she just got it spot on, like exactly what I'd said I mean, I've got so much respect for that. So how does it work? World. You pay her
0: for the sense that you would like to use? So,
1: so you create the fragrances and then you purchase the fragrance from the perfume house and then you have to find a candle manufacturer. So I found a candle manufacturer in Poland and they, po- the uh, Polish factory will purchase the fragrance from the French factory. They'll make the whole product and then you pay the um, manufacturer at the end how long does that whole process take I started it in April and I've just had my delivery so
0: a few months and when do they go on sale October so yeah super wow. excited Exciting. for that um, and I've I think um, it's really impressive the way you are stocked in lots of places I wanted to talk to you a bit about finding stockists
1: yeah so Elizabeth Scarlett's been going for about a year and a half Um, When I had my samples ready last year, I, I I didn't really think too much about stockists. I just was confident that I would get them stocked. So I just, first of all, I kind of reached out to everybody that I knew. So that was one of my first stockists was a boutique that I had worked in when I was 19 for a couple of years, like a local boutique. And it was just a case of like knocking on people's doors, walking around. I, had the, I have this pink case, I still use it now, stuffed with 13 cushions and I just <laughs> open it and my first range was extremely colourful so it was just like this colourful explosion and I'd just, you know, pitch it to people and try to bring them in on my vision. and How do you do that? To them.
0: What, how do you think you get people on side other than having a lovely um, product?
1: Being really passionate about it. Um,
0: do you prepare a spiel?
1: No, I don't. As you can tell, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I just, I mean, the brand is called Elizabeth Scarlett. My name's Elizabeth Scarlett. Elsie It's It's um, everything is from me. I see it as my expression to the world. Mm. So I just tell them about myself. So it's coming oh, from a
0: sort of passionate, very personal place.
1: Yeah. Um, and I just say, you know, this is you know, this is what I'm making. I feel like people like myself would want things like this. Um, I feel like there's a market for it, the prices. I've worked on really good prices and um, hope that you like it too. (laughs) This year, it really turned into a proper business. So, you know, I'd, um, and I think it takes, it takes like a good year for you to um really get going on something. You know, at the beginning I only bought out cushions. I don't know why. It seems so mad now when I look back on it because why? <laughs> What's mad about cushions? I, I mean, I, everybody needs them. Yeah. But they you don't once you've purchased them, you don't buy them again very right. soon. So it's a very much like one-trick pony, like you people buy them, they're really happy with them, but then you're not going to keep selling cushions to that same person. Um so coming up with lo- with different products that were uh, a bit more fashion led and like I've bought I bought out these um embroidered pouches that were um, that were incredibly popular this summer and having lines like that that really flew off the shelves really got kind of became my bread and butter for the big business and then um the I see the cushions and the duvet covers as just you know a way a, an expansion of that mm Are there any
0: brands that you see, that you look to as inspirations or any lifestyle figures? I'm I'm not, I don't think this is right, but, you know, someone like Martha Stewart or that you think of as personal heroes or a brand that you see as a template for something that you'd like to see Elizabeth Scarlett turn into?
1: uh, I used to always say, I want to be the next Kath Kidston. Um, And now, I mean, my style has completely changed. Have you ever met her? No, I haven't.
0: What is it about that brand particularly that appeals to you?
1: Uh, That it can reach a widespread audience and that it, I mean, it's hard to say now because I'm not that keen on the style of it anymore. But at the time, it was just that it was um, a really recognisable print and um, really beautiful quality products and for for decent price. A really nice way to kind of um, spruce up your home in a quick way. How do you connect with your
0: target audience?
1: Um, through Instagram. That's kind of, that's a huge platform for me. Um, and it's really. How do you manage your
0: Instagram account? Do you run it yourself? Do you employ um, someone to do it?
1: So in the beginning, I had a really good friend. Um, she was working on it and it was, you know, she, she that was fantastic. Um, she managed it. And that really, that was a, a brilliant way to kind of get started and to really get the message out there. Um, I I've taken it over, and I go through stages. Sometimes I'm I feel like I've you know really scheduled it well and I get a lot of interaction, but um, other times I feel like I could do a better job. It's I think it's it's a real uh, model that you have to invest in. And you need to be spending, you know, once a month um, taking a day or a couple of hours of your day just to schedule all your posts. Um, One of the tips that I always recommend is colour grading. So... um, so, making sure that all your images flow in colours. So you'd have
0: like on the kind of on the when you look at the feed.
1: Yeah, so right. that it looks like in a very subtle way that everything blends together. Right. Or if everything's got the same filter or the same look. Yeah. Like my um the mission of Elizabeth Scarlett is to inspire a softer, more colourful world. So all my images are very soft. They've they're quite faded. Um, they're soft colours and um, kind of pretty pastels, and that's you know, what I'll be kind of sending out. It wouldn't make sense if I suddenly went really black and white or really colourful now. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: But, um, yeah, Instagram is amazing. You know, I, w- I went away for a couple of weeks um, to Indonesia and I, I was like, I'm going to give myself a break and I'm not going to be posting regularly at, like, 9am or 5pm every day. And I noticed such a drop in sales. Really? Like, it's, a du- it's there's a direct...
0: Oh my goodness! Connection, so Instagram's taking over the world. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. How do you stay up to date with things in the business world? Do you read a newspaper, or are there Twitter accounts you follow, or websites?
1: Um, I I follow loads of Instagram accounts. Um,
0: Which are your favourite ones?
1: Um, I love I love bloggers. I really love um, kind of the down to earthness and the way that you can learn about. Kind of fashion through them and putting things together. There's a blog, yeah. There's a blog that I've followed ever since I kind of got on this journey. So for about three years, um, called it's Monica Beatrice's blog, The Elving Avenue and Elgin Avenue, sorry. And it's um, it's similar kind of mission to me, just to inspire a like thoughtful, happy kind of existence. And it's it's really beautiful. I love imagery, so. I'm really drawn kind of to like pretty blogs. And people who are really down to earth. So with like Instagram stories, you feel like you can really connect with a person if they kind of show their personality and
0: Yeah. What's your and, and finally, um what's your best advice for somebody who might be wanting to start their own homeware business?
1: Um I would advise to really find out your style, really know exactly what your look's going to be. It's taken me probably about, you know, it took me a good six months to really figure out what worked, what my customer wanted and to listen to my customer to make sure that I was making things that, you know, were right for them because you can, you can start something and really think whatever you make, people are going to love but you just, you have to really listen to what people are interested in. Um Other advice, Uh, perseverance. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, So, you know, just stick at it. Um, And also to reach out to anyone who you're interested in. You know, like I've had some wonderful meetings where I met with um, Oliver Bonas because his kind of business has really inspired me. How did you get in touch with him? um, It was just one of those fluky situations. I was at this talk... um, it was uh, a fashion talk in Shoreditch and it was one of those mortifying situations where they go around the room and they say, right, we're all going to introduce ourselves and tell each other <laughs> oh what no. we do. And there was about 20 of us in the room and um, it, uh, I get really nervous and it got to me and I just went, oh yeah, I'm Elizabeth and, and I've just started this homewear brand. It was about a year ago. And then straight after that, um, he went, Oh, yes, hello, I'm Ollie and I'm Ol- <laughs> of Oliver Bonas. And I just whipped around my head and was like, Oh my goodness. And I spent, I don't, I don't think I even listened to the talk. I just, my heart was thumping. I was like, I've got to say something to him, like whatever it is, to get some advice. And I kind of threw myself at him at the end of the um, talk and said, Oh, I'd really like any kind of advice that you'd give. And he was so sweet. And he gave me some of the best, like, he, you know, I spoke with him for about an hour. After that, we organised and he gave me some of the best advice like I've ever been given, which was basically that I I wanted to expand into all these different products and he was like, if you've got a really good factory and if, you know, textiles is your thing, then make everything you can through that factory, which is why I started with the cushions and then I went into the um, bedding and the um, pouches and bags because it's all made at the same place. And it was honestly such good advice because you can really spend so much time like traveling the world and trying to find all these you know, new products and start up relationships with new suppliers. Um, but yeah, just really being brave and like reaching out to these people because they're only people and they've got really good advice to offer. And if you're passionate in what they do, they're always going to want to give you advice as well.
0: Mm, That's really good advice. All right. Well, thanks very much for talking to us. You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was homeware designer Elizabeth Elsie talking about her big idea. Don't forget to tune in next week for more career inspiration. And you can check out previous episodes of My Big Idea on iTunes. You should also listen to the ASOS magazine podcast, These Four Walls. I'm Danielle Radoitjen. Thanks for listening. Bye.